I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is a chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help Let what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. All right, we made it to the end of the week. Stephen Fonsi, Paulie Sebelia with you on a Friday edition of Orange Nation. We've got three guests lined up for you today. We'll talk with the voice of the BC Eagles, Josh Maurer, at 12.15. The fourth time All-America. It's been a while since we've talked with Rick Beardsley. He'll be on with us at 1 o'clock as we get ready for the season opener for the SU Men's Lacrosse Twice in one week on our station because Brent X stole I, I saw that. Yes, I saw that. Not a fan. Uh, John Ryan, professional sports better, 130. He uh, will give us his best bets heading into the weekend. It's not Super Bowl weekend. Still got one more week uh, to get ready for the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll ask him if he's uh, if he's doing any prep work on the Super Bowl. Since this is such a big What's he doing, the Pro Bowl? Well, I mean, there's, there's NBA going on right now. NHL All-Star Game, I don't know who cares about that. College basketball, we'll see how much prep work he does uh, ahead of time heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315-437-7644. We've got match game today. Yeah, I love the match game. Got Luke Bryan tickets to give away later. Nice. It's it's cold outside, Paul. Got a wind chill warning in effect until noon Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's... I found out today... See, I was wrong about this. I told my daughter, I was like, well, it's going to be really cold, but it'll get better. She said, no, Dad, it's going to get worse throughout the day. I was Joe like, really? Gerard's fault. Yeah. She was right. I checked with our uh, our weather people. It's actually going to get colder throughout the day. Yeah, there's going to be blowing snow this afternoon. Yeah. And One then, to three uh, inches of accumulation. It's going to get up in the 20s tomorrow. It's going to be uh, pushing on 40 on Sunday. Wind chill values as low as 22 today. Tomorrow, 20. 28. It's cold out. It was. I, I walked. It probably takes me, I don't know, no more than 30 seconds to get from my car to the front door of Galaxy. And I I did the old man jog for like the last 15 seconds so to, to get here quicker. It was, uh, it's that cold out. My face was stinging by the time I got to the front it's door. It's colder than, uh, oh, I got a good one for match game. I got a good match game. How it's cold so, is it? Yes. Okay. I got a, I got a funny one. All right. Well, we'll save it. We'll save it for match game. Oh, um, I'm a comedic genius. All right. So, Bayheim show last night. Yeah. Can do you want to? How'd it go? Uh, it went fine. A lot of people called in. Most calls I think I can ever remember. Ever? Uh, Set a record. Yeah. It was just nonstop bang, bang, coach, we love you. What was, yeah, what was the, uh, uh, the sentiment? What were, what were the topics people last People were thanking him. Nobody that's negative to him is calling him. I find that they, so bizarre. They call us. <laughs> yeah. They call us. Uh, yeah. I guarantee you nobody goes up to Joe Girard at Wegmans and goes, you stink. Go to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to say that to the actual person's face. So tell me about it. But all, but also, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And that's what they're doing. They, but they say it, just not to the person's face. So uh, we'll get one final take from Jim Beheim on this damn press conference. This is exhausting. I can't believe we're still talking about this. 
This this was like the the Judah Mint should have been on the floor. We we were talking about it like four days later. Like, How I, are we still talking about this four days later? But anyway, yeah, like I got into it last night about a couple things, and like I I feel like this is gonna be old guy dissertation here. Uh, I feel like we diminish words in society today, like bullying, like getting getting told you have a bad attitude and ending up on Sports Center. It's not that's not bullying. There has been occasions where I thought bullying was occurring, but like I just feel like that's there to a person that's actually been bullied. That's not that's insulting and not cool. Yeah, I would one hundred percent agree with that. Uh, see, uh, I've I've seen bullying up close and personal. You just um, you you throw words out at people, and yeah. it, it diminishes what they actually mean. Right. Now I'm with you on that. That's uh, that's well said. So yeah, let's 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 clear that up. That was not bullying, but anyway, go ahead. I've had countless students come up to me, either when they were here or after they were here and left, and says, "Your press conferences were better than most of my classes because you made me understand. I better get this right. I got to get a good question, and I better know what I'm talking about." And that's what it's about. And most students' questions are fine. That question was fine. There was no, nothing wrong with that question. It was just that I thought everybody knew that, and they didn't. And that's our fault for not releasing that. And then there would have been, I wouldn't have answered any, I wouldn't have answered the question because I'd say, well, we released that already. All right, and he, he alluded to that on our show yesterday as well, that he, uh, he thought that the media knew that it was a personal day. Um, and again, we were, we were told that there would be a statement afterwards and there was a, a, a lack of communication there. So... Um, which again, it, it explains the exchange, uh, why the exchange went that direction. Um, and it was, um, you know, miscommunication. What, what else you got for us? And I believe him on that. Yeah. And I'll just end it at that. Well, I do, I do as well, because again, I think if, and you and I both talked about this on Tuesday after the game and we were speculating, like, why did it go down the way it did? And we both said if a statement was promised, like he's been doing this 47 years, he would open his press conference by saying, before I get to the game, uh, you know, Benny Williams took a personal day. He'll be back at practice on Wednesday. Uh, that's all I'm going to you know, comment on the matter as for the game, dot, dot, yeah. dot. And, and that didn't happen. And, you know, he, he said he didn't even allude to Benny in the opening statement and then got the first question about it. So I, I'm with you. If he, if he knew he was supposed to deliver a statement, he's doing so right off the bat. Or at the very least, if he didn't in his opening statement, he's not surprised by the question. Yeah. And he's, it probably should have been done before the game. Uh, here's uh, him on said Benny Williams. He took a personal day, didn't, no problem, and he was back at practice and practiced yesterday and today. So, you know, and it, part of it is when you lose your job, you, it bothers you. You know, it, it affects you as a player. I lost my job. I, I played a lot, and then I didn't play. And then you got to get it back. And the way to get it back is to try to play well. And uh, it's like playing time. Justin, Justin Taylor didn't play for two or three games, and he went in and played great. And so he got more time. That's the way it works. You know, it's, it's pretty simple. He uh, also, Steve, mentioned one of the coaches on the coaching staff went through this very same thing. Alan Griffin yes, lost that's right. his starting job to Jason Hart, and he said Griff took that as motivation to, I'm going to get better, and he did. And he helped a team get to the Sweet 16. And, you know, he used him as just like 
a perfect example of how somebody that's in that position should handle it. Yeah. Um, it's not easy to do that. And, you know, we've seen, he mentioned Justin Taylor. We've seen Quidier Copeland have to do that where, you know, he goes long stretches without playing and then, all right, you know, go in there, try to give us some energy and he'll, he, he'll do that. Um, we asked Jerry about it also. Like it's a hidden part of the coach's job is keeping those guys ready and happy. I, I would say even like Chris Bell to, and I know that, you know, he's had an up and down year, but the, the other day to, to be pulled after 14 seconds, to not play the rest of the half, and then to be inserted, and then what did he do? He hit a three, got fouled on a three right after that, made three free throws, scored six straight points. That that's not easy to do. Uh, to to come in, you know, cold like that, and you know, as coach is talking about, you got to be ready when your number is called, and not everybody is mentally strong enough to do that. Right, and you brought it up. So here's his reasoning, because I I said on there I didn't like the way he handled the Chris Bell situation, and. Here's why he pulled him. The thing with Chris is he, he's a very lackadaisical player, and those players are not players that many coaches like. He's a shooter, but he's very, you know, there's not a lot of effort put out out there that you see. So when he makes a very basic catch and gives the ball to the other team, you can't play. <laughs> You're not protecting the ball. You can't. You know, I don't like that. Like, if somebody misses a shot or he misses a couple of shots, that doesn't matter. Um, if he gets beat defensively in the wrong way, that couldn't matter. But that happens. But when you give the ball to the other team, that's ir- inexcusable. You don't survive that. Yeah, I mean, there are some non-negotiables. And, you know, with with him in particular, and, you know, I... I, I think we've seen that, right? Is they they need him to be stronger and and more aggressive, and you know that's a sign. And, and you're right. I mean, you know, 14 seconds in, that's that's aggressive. <laughs> Take about 14 yeah. seconds in, but but again, that this isn't game one. This is game 22 or whatever it was, or 23. It, that's a sign that he's not ready to play. And that's also something that no matter whether it's me, you, the callers that call in and think they know everything about college basketball. That's something we can all agree on. That play is completely unacceptable. It does you it does it take a you don't have to be a Hall of Famer to know that was a not a good way to start a basketball game. Right. And then the well, why didn't he play the rest of the half? I think some of that had to do with Justin Taylor came in and uh you know gave you some really good minutes. Um and then Chris Bell went back in and again the second half he he did did some good things. Um, but he's got to do that from the jump, and, and hopefully he learns his lesson on that. Yeah. Steve, did you know that Orange Nation, this hour, is brought to you by <laughs> the Elite Wealth Management Group, your GPS to financial planning? All right. Yes, I did know that, and now everyone knows that. Well, I'm going to uh, say also your GPS to financial success. I have faith in them. Not just planning. They're going to no, succeed no, yeah, for you. Yeah, they'll make it work. All right. I like that. If, uh, if they need a marketing guy, I'm here. <laughs> I write slogans. And I have the funniest how cold is it ever for when we play the match game, Steve. It may cause people to pull over in their car and laugh. You're really talking this up. Now it's you're, some pressure's on. You oh, got to live up to I, the hype. You know, it may not be funny, but in my stupid little bean head. You think it's true. Oh, it's hysterical. All right. 
Well, it is cold out. I, I look forward to finding out just how cold it is. Uh, Josh Maurer, the uh, b- voice of the Boston College Eagles, he'll join us on the other side. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Hello, baby. Remembering yeah, those this is the big who died on the day the music died. The Big Bopper. Chantilly Lace was his biggest hit. You know this one? Will I of course, yes. You know he wrote The Purple People Eater? And I knew all these songs and I was shocked. Because it feels like a whole different world to me. Like This I, this feels like... It, I don't know why it feels so long ago. I feel, I feel like Jesus was walking the earth or dinosaurs were when this happened. Uh, he also wrote that Witch Doctor song. Oh, yeah. I, I, can, I can tell. I mean, I can sense that. Like, it's a, a similar sound, right? So that's the big bopper. He had just gotten started in, right. like, being, with hits. So did uh, Richie Valens. That's right. Sadly. Uh, you want to play the match game, Steve? Yeah, so I, I purposely did not look at the questions. So you will surprise me on the spot. I got to open them. Just go to your All rundown. Right, there we go. There we go. Got it? Yeah, yeah, I was going to, I had to go to the sent file. Blank will be the leading scorer for Syracuse University against BC, Steve. Uh, so I will say, I think Joe. Uh, Joe led them in scoring the first time around. Joe has not played well the last couple of games. I think he's due for a bounce back. And I, I, I'll say Joe Girard leads them in scoring. Match. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah you agree? Yeah, Joe Girard. He has a... Very good. Uh, he plays well against BC. Yeah. Blank will be the leading rebounder for Syracuse. This is an easy one. Well, I think it better be uh, Jesse Edwards, especially It'd since... It'd be nice if it was one of the forwards. Yeah. Well, again, we don't know. I think the only other true option is Malik Brown right now, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's... So I think it's between Jesse or Malik. I, I would say, let, let's hope it's Jesse. And it, because that is a big matchup yeah. tomorrow. BC will win if blank happens. BC will win. I will say BC will win if SU shoots less than 40% from the field. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say if Jesse Edwards gets in foul trouble. Okay. Because I don't think Moo is going to be able to guard post. I think a lot's got to happen. I think I feel like it's a. It sounds like Jesse Edwards is going to play a big role in this game. I think Jesse's going to play a big role, but I, I think that you know, I think if SU doesn't shoot well, SU turns it over. I mean, we heard Josh talk about the uh, the BC defense and holding Clemson without a field goal for 13 straight minutes. It, this is going to have to be a low-scoring game. Uh, SU's going to have to not shoot the ball well and maybe you know turn it over as well and kind of shoot themselves in the foot to give uh, to give BC a chance. Judamins will score blank amount of points. Uh the number 15 jumped into my head when he asked the question. I'll say he goes, I'll say he goes 15 and 5. 13 and 7. Okay. Polly. Look, we're even adding to it. Same idea. We're we're right around there. Hold on, let me restart that music. Oh, we got more. All right, we've got more. Oh, I got plenty of questions. Oh, we're playing commercials. Polly's 
confused. <laughs> Smooth. Benny Williams will play blank minutes. It's a fun one. Man. Um, I would say... I'm going to say less than 10. Do I have Whoa, to give you an exact yes, I have yes. to give you an exact number? Cuz I, I have a number in my head. I my, I have the number 8 in my head. Wow. The same number? Yes. 8 minutes. We've been doing this together too long. It's either going to be 8 or 12. <laughs> okay. I yeah, I was I called the <laughs> psychic. No in between. I called the psychic last night. Gen B says 12. We 8 or 12. Uh I I was torn between the two. And I don't know why. Like, he played okay if he gets 12, right? Well, yeah. He did not play well if he gets 8. Correct. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. 12 is better than 8. If he, yeah. if he gets 12, that means he played better than he, he would have if he, got, if he played 8 minutes. <laughs> Chris Bell will be pulled after blank minutes. So when is Chris Bell coming out of the game? Uh, how about this? Uh, well, I was going to say, w w will he make it to the first TV timeout? Well, that, that's a question. That could be No, your... I know. That's, what, that's what I'm, uh, how I'm trying to decipher in my head. Uh, I will say he does not make it to the first TV timeout. Eight, I will, eight I, minutes in. Eight minutes in. I'll say, I'll, say, I'll say three. Jen and I are like, oh, no, we're not vibing. She said five minutes. Ryan Mullen said 20 seconds. A lot of people playing along with us now. It's getting fun. I, I like that. It's getting fun. All right, here we go. Steve, it's so cold in central New York. How cold is it? It's colder than blank, Steve. What do you think? What do you got for me? It's colder than blank. What do you think my answer is going to be? But this is an actual match game. And I think this is hysterical. You think it's funny, so I'm trying to think about it's, funny. It, yes. Because the, the, the first the first thing that popped into my head was, for whatever reason, was Antarctica. But that's not funny. Yes. So. It's colder than Joe Girard against <laughs> quad one teams. <laughs> I would not have come up with that. How could you not have come up with that? How did you not know that was coming? Oh, it started on its own that time. All right, stop. We're done. It's colder than Joe Girard against quad one teams. Paul's heart. That's a good one. Antarctica. Leave the funny to me. The man. North Pole. No, I said I know it's not funny. That's what popped into my head. That was good. The, the amount of inappropriate comments in the chat. And they're like all... Like, who wrote those? Like, who did the It's Colder Than things? Like, those are weird, weird things to be colder than. All right, 315-437-7644. Line up the phones now. I've got uh, tickets for something that's going to happen when it's warm. On my birthday, June 15th, Luke Bryan coming back from what I'm told already sold out. Is that right? Yeah, sold out in five minutes. Wow. He's uh he's popular, which is we we said that you said well he comes back every year. He comes back every year for a reason. Yeah, because he, he does sells very out. well here. I would like to make like I feel like somebody else could sell out here. Also, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make you know. I get it's making money, and it, but I mean, come on, somebody else would sell out. Well, yeah, it's not like 
he can't come here and other boingo, people can, boingo. Other people can come here. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Um but if he tells the amp, hey, I want to play the amp, of course they're gonna say, Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll we'll take a sold out concert. It's good for everybody involved. It's good for the city, good for the vendors, good for Luke Bryan, good for the fans. Three one five four three seven seven six four four. We'll hook you up with Luke Bryan tickets, and uh, we got a new segment we got to do also, Steve. That's right. We do. You, I'm glad you reminded me. Are we doing that next? Yes. Okay, then. I believe it's on the rundown if you paid attention. I, I didn't really. I, I look at what we're leading with, and then I just like it to kind of organically flow from there. But, yes, good work on the rundown. Thank you, sir. I'm getting better. Jordan's getting Wally pipped. Yeah, I was going to say, you're you're going to get so good at the rundowns and you're going to enjoy it, and then Jordan's going to come back and there's going to be no no reason to do it. I may have oversold that it's colder than jo- Joe Girard. Yeah, a little bit you did, yeah, but that's okay. Joe Girard. It was, that was funny. I don't, you, you, know, you said it was the funniest thing ever. Oh, it, well, to me it is. All right. Uh, we'll wrap up our number one next. All of my love, all of my kissing, you don't know what you've been missing, oh boy. Oh boy. When with me, oh boy. We are remembering the day the music died, and man. I didn't realize how many Buddy Holly songs I knew, my friend. You know them all, right? Oh you know everything today? This is a jam right here. This is a banger, as Jordan would say. All right, let's give away Luke Bryer tickets coming to the amp. June 15th. Let's do it. Also, this, not, is a, this is a hard question. Not the thing happening that day. This my is a, birthday. This 51. Is hard, this is a hard question. All right. Uh, Ryan in New York Mills. How are you, Ryan? I'm all right. What's going on? Are right, you a Star Wars fan? I am a Star Wars fan. Okay, let's ask you this question. Uh, the scene where Darth Vader announces that he is Luke's father is the most misquoted line in movie history. Do you know what he actually says? Besides, it's not Luke, I am your father. It's actually... No, I am your father. Wow, Bang. you got Bang. it. You got it, Ryan. You're going to see Luke Congratulations. Bryan. Stay on the oh, line. Thanks, Bill. Stay no on problem. the line. We'll get your info. How about that? I didn't. I, I, I didn't, thought it was going to be hard. Uh, yeah, I didn't know the answer to that. It, it, it's kind of like those, uh, what are they called, the Mandela effects? Have you seen those? Where yes. People, right. think they, people think it's Luke, I am your I, father. I and, thought the same thing. I had no idea. Why why did it get like that? Like why did it I don't know. What's your favorite do you have a favorite Mandela effect, Steve? I, I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't given it any thought. I was I was all locked in on talking some high school sports here. I like the the mirror one. Like I always thought it's like the objects in the mirror are closer than they appear, and it doesn't say that. It just says I think the objects in the mirror are I, I don't remember. I didn't know that was one. Yes, it was one. All right, you ready to do uh, our our brand new ICM Controls High School Player of the Week? Yeah, so uh, this week we have selected uh, a CNS junior by the name of Camden Bembry. Uh, he is on the wrestling team. He's been uh, wrestling on varsity since the eighth grade. Uh, took fifth place in uh, the Class AA's as an eighth grader, and he's progressively gotten better. He's a junior now, uh, one of the best wrestlers in the area, hopes to wrestle in college, CNS right now, uh, currently unbeaten on the season. And so Camden Bembry is our Athlete of the Week, Paulie. Did they have wrestling in your high school at Ludden? Uh They did not. Nor did West Hill. When no. I 
But I know nowadays, you know, you can you can find a team. There's a lot of these joint teams. You know, they do it with hockey. They do it with other sports as well. You see it with ice hockey. I think you see it with, with wrestling. You'll see it with football on occasion. A team, like a school that can't field the whole team, they'll combine with another team. So there are ways to be wrestlers now. But, yes, when I was in high school, um, not that I would have been wrestling anyway, but uh, I was I was busy playing basketball during the winter. But, no, we did not have a wrestling team. ICM Control is giving away two one-time $10,000 scholarships available to Central New York seniors. You can go to their website, icmcontrols.com backslash scholarship to find out more. Steve, this will be a fun question. It's Friday. Who cares? It's Friday. Who cares? Right? What? What was your worst day in gym class? Like, what was? What did you dread? There were two. Oh, I geez. hated wrestling. We didn't do wrestling. What? No. You didn't have to unroll the mats and wrestle? No. Kind of wimpy school did you go no, to? No, we didn't. Plus, I was so little, there was no like no one else in my weight class. Like I was a scrawny kid and I just got my ass tied up in knots. I didn't like wrestling day. Um so I'm gonna be honest with you. I love gym class. But there's the, because I was I was pretty good at everything. Square like dancing. I, so that's where I was gonna go with this was that when I was in grammar school, do we still call it like I call it grammar school, elementary school, whatever. You did it. You square danced in elementary school. We did not in high school. Well, we did in high school oh. as well. But I remember like you know like because when I went to, I, I know things have changed a little bit. I was K through six. Is that were you K through six? Did you go to the same school till you were sixth grade or no? Uh, I went to Santa Fe to sixth grade, then Lincoln Middle School in California. So you did. You went. You went K to K yeah. through six. We didn't. We didn't square dance in, in California. That was when I got to West Hill. I was like, "What are you people doing?" Yeah. yeah no, we did that in. Uh, I went to St. Anne's. I remember doing it. Um, I, I don't know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and you know, at the time, you're. Um, I don't know if intimidate is the right word. You know, you're uh, you, you don't know how to act around girls, right? Yeah. So yes, that was always uh, like oh, there was always high anxiety when you had a square dance. Okay, you want they, West Hill kicked it up a notch when I was there for high anxiety, but like I love dodgeball, like that was fun. Yeah, dodgeball. Like, I could fun. play that. I could play the sports. I hated wrestling and I hated, I hated uh, the square dancing because they would wheel out the record. The, how old are we? They would wheel out. <laughs> they would wheel out the record player the record in the middle player. of the gym. Yeah. And here's what you had to do. Like we didn't have cell phones back then because cell phones would have been the out on this. You you had to stay in the locker room until it was time to square dance. So they would take roll and then you'd walk out one at a time. Girl would walk out, guy would walk out at the same time. So you didn't get you didn't, to pick who you, you were square dancing with. I was going to say, you didn't with. even know who your partner was. So that was. way there was no, you know, like yeah, right, no one right, right. feeling bad for themselves. Yeah, well, that's, that's good. That's but probably it, a good way to do it. It was, but it was also anxiety-driven. Yeah, right. I, am I going to get with someone stinky? Who am I, who like am I getting somebody, There was a girl like, oh, no, I'm with a little, I'm with Polly. That poor human got stuck with me. I see where the anxiety would come in. I feel your pain because I had the same anxiety. We didn't quite do it the same way. I had the same anxiety. I, I bet most people did with the square dancing. I I also, you know what else I didn't hate? I didn't hate when we had to do the presidential test. Do you remember, did you have to do that? What's that? The, you had to do, there was president the presidential test during gym class. In order to pass gym class, you had to be able to do 20 push-ups, oh, 20 oh. sit-ups, 20 yeah, yeah, pull-ups, yeah, yeah. yeah. climb the rope. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, again, I, I didn't mind that. 
I didn't mind that either, but square dancing yes. was the most anxiety-driven. I am 100% with you. And then if you got a girl that you liked, you're like, oh. Yeah, right. Oh, no. Right. I better I, I better be good today. I better know my steps. Yeah. I'm with you. I think a lot of people can relate to that. I faked injuries a lot during, uh, during square dancing. Of it? Yeah. I would go play. Go sit in the, in the cafeteria. Uh, I'm having COVID symptoms. <laughs> what, what's COVID? <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Back then it was a bubonic plague. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, all right, let's. We don't want to keep our next guest waiting. Uh, Rick Beardsley. Well, ask his, him what his favorite gym. Class I'm was. sure you will. Let's let's start off with that. We'll we'll talk with uh, the four time All American next on ESPN. Remembering the day the music died. I think it was 1959. That's uh, that's your job. That's your show prep. Richie Valens was on that plane with the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly. February 3rd, 1959. Quick Google search will take care of that. I was right. I know. I had already done it. I, like, just, I, I think it was, yeah. I get I get halfway through a show, I forget what I'm doing, Steve. I'm old. Yeah. I understand. I'm that. old. Want to hear a little bit more from the Hall of Fame head coach, Jim Beheim? Sure. What do you from got? From show last night, thanks to our friends at Learfield. Matt Park did a double duty last night because Gomez was out. Here is uh, Coach Beheim. We we talked about Benny and taking the personal day. He lost his job. And here's uh, Jim Beheim on what he does to pick a starting lineup, Steve. When I decide who's starting, for me, it's a, a decision that I don't take lightly. I really think about it, and I think this is the right way. Now, sometimes it's close. For example, Chris... Uh, Bell and, and Justin Taylor, it's pretty close between them. It really is. And, uh, you know, some games, one guy's better than the other. So with Benny, I thought Benny was the best player at the four in the beginning of the year. And uh, Malik was good, but I didn't think he was quite as good as Benny in terms of his shooting and things. But Malik kept getting better and really helped us uh, rebounding better than Benny. And, uh, you know, I made that move. And, you know, now it's up to Benny to, to respond to that. I was playing a lot when I was a sophomore, and then I didn't for a couple games. And, you know, you try to play your way back in. That's what you try to do. And uh, fortunately for me, I did. But it's, it's, you know, I remember Alan Griffin was a starter, and then we brought in Jason Hart, and Alan didn't start. And he just went to work and took him a few games but after a while he became a very important member of that tournament team and really played well so it's now up to Benny to go to work and to play uh, good enough to earn his way back in there yeah and it can't be an easy thing and and we we've talked about this a lot on the show because this topic has come up for at least a month now why, why isn't Malik starting over Benny and and again you we, we've discussed this, that when you make the move, if you make the move, you run the risk of exactly what seems like it's happening, which is, you know, Benny regresses, you lose Benny, quote-unquote, whatever that means. I mean, they they literally lost Benny for the Virginia game, and, you know, he's back at practice now, and hopefully, you know, he's he's figured this out and he's, he's been able to process. I know it's not an easy thing. Like, I'm not making fun of the situation. Like, that is very difficult. That's why you don't just... Change the starting lineup, especially within this program. Some coaches do it game in and game out, but here they they really only do it 
if they're not going back right to the, in in the other direction. So Malik's starting now, and you know Benny hopefully can come in and he can find a role off the bench and he can improve and maybe he does work his way eventually back into the starting lineup. But to me, this feels like a move that has been made for the rest of the season. Yes, you know what else uh, doesn't change normally besides the lineup, Steve? The defense at Syracuse University, and here's why. We spend quite a bit of time actually on our man-to-man. It's, right now it's not good. As a coach, you have to judge that. I judge, you know, here's our man-to-man. I see it every day. I think if we played man-to-man this year, we would have won five games right now. That's my judgment, okay? And I'm hired and fired on my judgment. I don't, I can't change to man just because we lose a game or two or whatever we lose. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's it's a moot point for you know the man to man. He got our hopes up comes up constantly. Oh, he got it because before the season he said they were going to play man. Yeah, he also yeah. said they were a tournament team. Um, I don't like that. You know, I do think when they when they need to mix it up, I think we've seen enough out of the press that the press can be effective in in pockets and in spots. But um, you know, I, it, as we've as we've talked about a lot on this show, I don't think it's something you could do for long stretches because teams are going to adjust and and then use it against you. But um, you know, it is what it is. This is what they do. Um, but like Steve, like I don't want to use the S word. Silly, stubborn. Stupid. Oh, st- okay. But like, it, and I've seen him do it before. A couple years ago, BC, like it had to be more than five years ago, but BC cleaned Syracuse's clock at, I think it was Buddy's freshman year at BC, and he did it then. He was like, you know, we're not stopping him hitting threes. Let's go. Let's so try. you're referring to the Virginia Tech yeah, game. Yeah, like there's points where you just maybe, maybe you just. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, also I, men-to-men guys don't necessarily just, if they're getting their ass kicked, they don't throw a zone on. So I, I right, get right, the right. argument. Right. And in the case of, you know, Virginia Tech, and I think that really throughout this season is that when, and they were getting wide open looks at Virginia Tech, uh, the Hokies were, when they go into desperation mode, they go into the press, which is, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a different defense. It's designed to speed them up, try to create some turnovers. I, I don't know. I, I I tend to agree with them on this, though. Um, like, just w- watching. I I forgot what game it was, but this year they were playing man-to-man, and the teams kept forcing Syracuse to switch, and Joe Girard right. would get That's what I was gonna say, put on that, a forward, and right. it didn't go well. Based on what we've seen, the zone is their better defense, and if the zone isn't working and they get behind, they can press. But I don't, I don't know if you know going to to man is the answer just to do something different. One more, one more thing. Be better coach. in what you do well, you know, instead of just oh, we'll throw up our hands and let's just do something we don't do well because this isn't working. One more from Coach Beheim on uh, whether or not Syracuse is a good team. What I would think is a good team if you can go to Miami, they're in the top fifteen in the country and almost win the game. You got to be pretty good, okay. You may not be good enough to win that game, but you're pretty good. To play Virginia's number seven team in the country, um, where you have a more than legitimate chance to win, then you're a pretty good team. Are you good enough to beat them? No, you didn't beat them. Um, So I think it means what Jim Sadlin said. We're a pretty good team, but we haven't been able to win those games. Uh, So, yeah. I guess it depends if your definition of a good team is a top 25 team. No, we're not a top 25 team. Um, but 
I think we're a pretty good basketball team. Where where you want to rank us, I don't even I don't really even care. If they're pretty good, they should win a lot of games down the last eight. Yeah, they should win this one and the next one. Yeah, right. Um, they got to. Or you're in what is newly charted territory after last year. You're talking a chance at another losing season. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta win these games. Yeah, if they truly are playing better, and I I think they're playing better, but the the, the results got to be there. And they, tomorrow's one that they, they got to they should win this game. Like I, yeah. I haven't seen the line yet. I mean, I don't know as if it's out yet, but Syracuse should be favored, and they should they should win this game. All right, we'll hit the timeout here. John Ryan, professional sports better, will join us. We'll get his best bets heading into the weekend. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.